Okay, let's go. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, everybody? It's your boys back again at the eight. Uh, we got another live episode for you today. Uh, we got a we got a great homegirl on the episode of the A. Uh, she's an activist in the the foster care community, uh, really doing her thing to shed light on on the trials and tribulations of what's what's going on in the backstories of of the foster care system and uh, doing her part to to just be out there and 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 do better for the community. So we appreciate our homegirl Natalie. Coming on to the podcast, like I said, she's a homegirl I've known for quite some time. Natalie, what's up? Five years now. Five yeah. years. I, when I graduated high school. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I walked in in the office in my cap and gown. Oh yeah. Oh, that's fuck. right. Did yeah, you yeah. Really? yeah yes. I did. Wow. Well, they told me I couldn't pick up my check if I didn't show up on that day. So I had my graduation. So I had to come in after. <laughs> she said, "I'll be there." I'm about the money, but I'm about the degree. Too. I'll be there. So yeah, we all met at Natalie. Uh, a lot of listeners know about Clearlink call center back in the day. All three of us used to work at. If you listen to the pod, you know we all met Trevor there, um, and we met Natalie there as well. So fun story about Natalie. Uh, my current girlfriend I have right now, Kylie. She one day Natalie was like, "You know, you should date a nice girl like Kylie." And but really, no one knew. Me and Kylie were already talking, but we were kind of keeping it on the low. Right. And Natalie was like, "You should date Kylie. She's a nice girl." Because I was with my, I was with another relationship person, and, and Natalie has a good sense of human character, and 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 she was not a fan, and so, yes, yeah, sir. yeah. So yes, you remember that? Oh yes, I do. They do, call me matchmaker for a reason. There we go. So yeah, so <laughs> Natalie saw it before anybody else, honestly. So, so if you're looking for love out there and someone to set you up, hit up Natalie. The Bang matchmaker. my line. Hit her up. Hit her up. Hit her up. Well, you know how we th- we start things off. We uh. Gotta ask everybody, how was their week? We start off with our guests. Natalie, anything exciting happened this week? How was um, this weekend? I got to train some people that are going to be mentors to college students at the University of Utah that have been through the foster care system. So I got to teach them what family privilege is, because family privilege is something most people don't know about. It's kind of one of those invisible privileges. And I got to teach them how to teach young people how to share their stories strategically um, and a lot of different things. So that's a big win, because that, that was... Cool. 15 people that are now going to be very closely intertwined with our foster youth so they can better support them. Are they foster kids themselves? Like yeah, within so the system? There's so. two programs. One's First Star and one's Impact Scholar. First Star is for kids in high school that are ready to transition into college in the next few years. It starts at ninth grade and goes all throughout high school. Because, of course, in foster care, the reality is we move placements a lot, which means we oftentimes move school. So we're typically a lot more behind educationally, so it's harder to catch up in high school, nonetheless college. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other program is for college students. So they're they're kind of a hybrid, uh, but it's supporting both populations, former foster youth and current foster youth. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Well, sound like exciting. Anything else? Uh, That's about it. That's I, the highlight of your week? I just I got to see my old foster sister. So there you go. That was a pleasure. There you go. <laughs> Trevor, Hobby? Hobby's currently uh, recuperating. Yeah, glad to be here. Javi. From exerting himself. Yeah, he was exerting himself. Heavily. You can go. You can go. <laughs> you want me to go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You can go. Um, we didn't do too much this week. Um, pretty low key. Friday. I didn't. Oh, I went out with Vic on Friday. We went and he. Uh, we went out for Mocha Hitta. Vic. Yeah, Vic. Yeah. All righty, all right. Yeah, we keep the clearing circle tight here. I love Very it. Tight. <laughs> Very tight. Yeah, it was fun. Very good time. This weekend. Um, no, I mean, happy Father's Day, happy Juneteenth. 
Happy Juneteenth. Yes, big day today. Tomorrow. Big day tomorrow, so. It's today. No, it is it's today. today. It's observed Tomorrow's tomorrow. Tomorrow is observed federally. Ah, well, yeah. That's what I meant. So. Does, does anybody have, have work off? off? Yeah, Christina does. I don't think I do. I might take it off, though. You do? Yeah, I work for the state. Yeah, it's a banking <laughs> holiday, so Christina gets it off, mm-hmm. which, well, is, which is nice. They don't want to pay time and a half. I mean, uh, it's not time and a half. Yeah, I'm going to work, and they're probably not going to pay me time and a half. <laughs> no, they won't. Yeah. My job barely gave Martin Luther King Day off. They were like, ah, Juneteenth is a little down the road. It is kind of crazy how like many places don't give you Martin Luther King Jr. Day off. Yeah. George Washington, though. Or what are the what's fucking President's Day? President's Day because they combined Lincoln and yeah. Washington. Yeah, because the, they did a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they did a lot of fucking shit housery. Maybe Lincoln. Lincoln. Lincoln put in some work. You ever hear that shit about George Washington's teeth? Yeah, when I was fucking twelve, like fucking seven. But it wouldn't. No, uh, that they were teeth of the, his slaves. Oh, the slaves. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I heard that. And, and when you're like six, they tell you those are wooden teeth. But I, I think. I think it's kind of one of those things where, like, maybe historians just didn't really know. And they've just, I mean, it could be that they whitewash history. They've done it with I mean, a lot of other things. So, all of our history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like they, you could tell teeth from wood. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, shit. What are we going to tell people? But I think, God, dude, I think what they wood. said was he had like a wood casing around the teeth. Mm. So they were like wooden, mm. but like the casings. He had a wood grill. He had like springs in his mouth. Like dentures back then, they were like two springs to like keep his teeth in. It was crazy. Imagine back in the day. Just... Here, pull pull up his teeth. <laughs> Dude, it's it's Juneteenth, man. Don't tell me. No, what they to do, do like have that, a man. picture of it. They had cameras back then. You can't boss me around like that. It's Juneteenth. They've you taken pictures of his teeth since he died, bro. Oh. Like they have like the mechanism. The mechanism. The mechanism. Yeah, um, Trevor likes to use. Bigger words mechanism is bro. That's not word. a big word. I know. I'm just kidding. It's just what you don't hear too often. All right. So well. there it is. Here, go to images. Yeah. Thank you. I'm driving a boat. So that's wood, like around it, and then there no are springs. Cap. Oh, that one right there. There were like right. springs that were in, like on either side of it, <laughs> to like keep them in. Damn, they could have at joke. least done a little better. Like, but look, those clearly look oh. like teeth. Yeah. Like human teeth. Yeah. Those are the springs right there. Imagine how fucked up, like, you're just like, yeah, he always back in the day, the like, you go to the dentist, like, ah, your teeth are fucked. They're like, hey, man, how many <laughs> slaves do you have? We're going to get They're like, ah, uh, just take the, take the teeth from fucking, yeah, your people. What's his face? Take his teeth. I'll put them in my mouth. Like, how fucking disgusting. That's screwed up. Yeah, That'll fucking. Fucked up. They all got you lined up, and one of y'all's going to get it. He's got some good canines. I'll, I'll take, I'll take one of his. I'll take her left molar. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. Hey, you can be picky and choosy. Fuck, I guess so. Javi, what about you, sir? I had a graduation. Oh, actually, um, let's see. Me and uh, I took Kiana to watch uh, Buzz Lightyear. Um, it's just Lightyear, man. Is it really? Oh, I think it is just Lightyear. It's just Lightyear, man. Oh, it's actually fuck. January 6th. It came for you with that one. Yeah. All right, dude. Everybody knows what I'm talking about, though, right? <laughs> That's all that matters at the end of the day, I feel like. But uh, I went with my friend. Uh, Kiana has, has this little friend. Her name's Sophie. Nice. And um, I told her, I was like, you know, we'll go watch the movie together with them. First time Kiana went to the theaters, too. She handled it pretty well. Oh, that was her first time? Yeah. That's Did good. she like it? Did you get a big thing of popcorn? She liked it, yeah. She liked it. Did they have, like, a special casing for the popcorn like they do sometimes? No. I, 
Actually, I didn't. Even oh, know. like a like the tub? You mean? The yeah, like sometimes. Yeah. They yeah. Like the tub. I thought they were gonna have something. Like I think it was only for premieres. I think it's like for the day it yeah. came out. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I also think like it'd been dope if it came in like a Buzz Lightyear helmet. That'd have been sick. Theaters are like, sick. they're hurting. They are. So like they Bad. used to do like casings, but like, yo, sometimes I'll go to that Megaplex over in Sandy. No one checks my ticket anymore. Like people could be just ripping so I off. Just go see movies. Yes, absolutely. I, because I, I always buy a ticket, Say but I've also never had my ticket checked in the last wow. six months, seven months. Wow. It's that. crazy. Because they're just so, like, yeah. understaffed. But, yeah. Um, Did she like it? Yeah. Does she like Woody or Buzz better? I th- she likes Buzz better. Fuck. She's a cop. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, Woody's a sheriff. That's true, but a sheriff for the people. He was, a, he was, like, he was like on a, the, the Andy Griffith show. Community policing. Well, he's like a. Well, he's that's like what a, Woody was. B- like. Buzz is like a space ranger, though. He's like a kind of like a, a yeah, park. Space uh, he's like a park ranger. Who created the space force? <laughs> the who? The space force. Trump. Buzz is part of the space force. I thought that was uh, Musk. No. I think he's part of SpaceX. I thought Buzz was. <laughs> no, maybe. Yeah, I think he is. I think he is. Oh, is honestly. he? I think he, I think his uh, suit is Tesla. So he's made. just out there with the dude whose dad owns slaves. All right, you're reaching here. I don't, I don't know about that one. Uh, the emerald mines in South Africa that Elon's dad made his money from were housed by slaves. No wonder you own it, Tesla. Anyways. I don't. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> other than that, I uh, had a party yesterday. It was a graduation party slash it was uh, Yago's birthday. Nice. Shout out Yago. Shout out Yago. <laughs> Yago. Got pretty fucked up. Yago el mago. Yeah, it's not a podcast unless Javi gets fucked up. I the think I've been doing night. pretty good. I usually haven't been getting fucked up before. We got pretty fucked up last episode. Yeah, on the episode, but true. I was just nervous as fuck. So it's Saturday, so hobbies eight times out of ten you can fuck them on Saturday. Well, uh, That's not true. I mean, Seven times out of I've ten. I've been trying to do it. No, just I'd say five out of ten. No. Half the time? Sure. It's definitely above half. No, you can go back and check. Check the tape. Anyways. Oof. But yeah, that's about it. I, I think mean. that's all uh Pulls receipts. I'm gonna pull the receipts on you. Yeah, sure. You do it. We'll we'll do a. <laughs> if you pulled receipts, I am the one that's hung over the majority of the time <laughs> of the three of us. True. I don't drink. I'm sober, Sally. Oh yeah. What is that brown? What is that brown water? I think I'm the only one in this room. Not drink it. That's true. true. That is true. <laughs> it's because you're a pussy. Um. But yeah, I think that's Damn, it's just like that. That's it. Just kidding. It's like that. Damn, it's fucked up. You want to go with your week? How was your week? <clears throat> Uh, my week was pretty good. Uh, you went to Stevie Nicks. I want to say, yeah, thank you. I was seeing, I uh, how was seeing the geriatric Stevie Nicks. Bro, she's 74. <laughs> yeah, how she is, is she still doing it? She's great. She's awesome. She, was she, she really? was putting in work, bro. Really? She sung all the good like, songs. Unbelievable. How was it sold out, too? It was sold out. Yeah, was it like two packed? No, no, no. I was like, I was on the lawn. How many girls in witches hats did you see? Because <laughs> a lot of the witchy girls like Stevie It wasn't Nicks. witchy uh, vibes. It was more like uh, gypsy type. I got you. Uh, mm-hmm. Boho type like free long tapestry like spirit yeah long yeah. tapestry type like cardigan for girls yeah. just flowing sure. and like yeah. uh but yeah she's the, that left picture go to that left picture that's probably more her now bro young stevie nicks could gizzit it that left picture go to that left picture that's probably what she looked like on stage yeah that is what she looks like um i mean even stevie nicks today could get it that's she she was awesome bro she i mean if you don't like dreams and that, gypsy girl and rihanna and sheesh Edge of seventeen, bro. She was she was putting in work, bro. You know she went to uh, she went to high school in Utah. Really? What school? Really? Um, what's it called? Not I. I said Wichita State on accident. Um, which 
What's it? What's like? A, no, it's like uh, wh- fuck. What's this? What's it? There's a school in Utah called fucking. Oh, pull it up. Look at her in high school. Damn. Oh, well. That's cap. She said. <laughs> no, she said she went to. Uh, she was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, she lied. Well, maybe it was. Oh wait. Right, did oh, Denise go to the school in Utah? Judge. judge Judge Memorial? No, she no didn't say judge. She, she said something else. She said something with a W. Wasatch. Bam. Oh, junior high. She went to Wasatch Junior High, oh. and then she said her dad took her to California, which obviously, I mean, fuck, that's probably why she got like so probably the she best went thing to California for her. a month after going to Yeah, so she judge. went to Yeah, so she, so went, she went to, to Wasatch Middle. Yeah, judge, Wasatch Judge. That's crazy. And then she's like I had this quote from my dad that I'll never forget. She's like, Stevie, we go where the money goes. And then Stevie Nicks was lit. Saturday, I had a little kickback at a homegirl's house. Um, that was dope. I had some good people there. Um, some girl was giving fucking tattoos in the kitchen. Oh, I was going to say, I was like, <laughs> what the? <laughs> giving no. head. Yeah, yeah she was an apprentice, so she was just like, she had like her gun. Stick, oh, All she right, had her. So she was an apprentice at least. Yeah, she had still a gun. Though. She had like. My worst decision Yeah, that's ever still, that's was still very sketchy. In the living room. She had sure. like hella needles, so it was like clean and shit, and she was doing her job. I was watching. That's what's up. Yeah, she was doing. I wasn't trying to get one, though, that's for sure. <laughs> that's, yeah, damn. Um, but they were dope. But yeah. to have her on the pod, she's going to give me a tattoo live. Oh, that'd be sick. Ooh. Yeah, that was my week. Um and happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Happy, happy Father's, Father's Day, Day, Trevor. Thank you, Javi. I always forget. Happy about Father's that. Day, Hobbs. <laughs> yeah, you know there's Hobby, Father's Day is I think the I think the twentieth most celebrated the, holiday in the U.S. Really in the world, it gets twentieth. I can't think of twenty other holidays though. So here's what's crazy. So here's what's crazy. So <laughs> fathers are getting the short of the I was listening state. to a podcast. And not happy Father's Day to my father, man. You can fuck off. Amen. Anyways, right back at you. Mine as well. Um, I love you, Dad. Yeah, Javi's the, Javi's the only one who's Just had the, like a the smile with the, I love you, Dad. I love you, Papa. So in other countries, Father's Day is celebrated, but it's like a different day. I was listening to a podcast with this guy who lived in Sweden, and he's like, yeah, we celebrate Father's Day, but it's not the third or second Saturday or third Saturday, Sunday of every month. He's like, it's a different day. Yeah, I think Mother's Day is like the th- third most celebrated holiday or top Probably. two. And then Father's Day is like 21st. You know, they go out for a pack of cigarettes sometimes. It They're just, doing it to themselves. You know, that is facts. <laughs> it just happens. Or I'm going to visit my mom today for on Father's Day. That's how it fucks oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, big shout out to those moms. You did played mom, double roles. You feel did me? Did your mom yeah. never date anyone after your dad? Yeah, she did. Oh, she did? Oh, okay. Yeah. Happy Father's Day, Melvin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Melvin? <laughs> AKA Boo Boo. Boo Boo. Boo Boo. Boo Boo. Boo Boo. I remember I, I remember that shit He used to drink a lot And all my friends would come over He's like Hey Hey listen to these beats <laughs> What Listen to these beats I made And then it, like Hella had looked Those uh, ad-libs Like damn son How do you find that <laughs> <laughs> Hey no But he'd get down though No yeah He was, he was kind of nice Is he still doing it Maybe he should do he went to. He signed up for like a school and like they send like they send like a Mac. Oh, and like that full sale, that full sale university. I don't know. They like sent the like a, they sent him a full Mac and everything. That's crazy. Yeah. No, that sounds like full sale. Yeah. Sounds like Everest College. <laughs> the laptop. <laughs> I went to Everest College. Got a free laptop. <laughs> but uh, let's turn our attention to our guests. Uh, like I said, Natalie, thank you so much for coming on the episode. Right. Um, Natalie, tell tell the people else listening to the podcast what. You do what your life entails. Absolutely. So, so my name is Natalie Clark, and I'm 23 years 
old and I grew up here in Salt Lake City, Utah in the foster care system. I spent about six years in the foster care system, um, a mixture of placements, foster care, proctor, group home, rehab, um, and a lot of things in between. And I went and got my bachelor's in social work from the University of Utah and I became a social worker. So I now work for the Department of Child and Family Services. Um, but I'm not Mrs. Stilio Kids. I'm not like that part of DCFS. So I'm actually a brand new position, the first one to ever hold it. It's the lived experience transition to adult living assistant coordinator. So it's a lot of words. That's a a mouthful right there. Yeah, Yeah, it is. I say it too many times on meetings. It's like a tongue twister. Not going to lie. Make a fool of myself. You need like a, what is it? Like not not an ad lib. No, an an abbreviation. Abbreviation. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm the ATCDB. (laughs) Some shit like that. But the system has so many acronyms. Um, Acronyms. And so the kids don't understand what that is. So we're common thrown out all these acronyms and we don't know what it is so it yeah. helps for me to just like say and explain it to people um but it's just fancy for somebody with lived experience that's been through the foster care system that comes back to help young people navigate the system themselves so everything from running a youth council helping youth share their voice and experiences and participate in making change in the system to putting my voice in on how policies are created throughout the system um directly supporting and mentoring youth um, then I'm also a national foster care advocate. So I'm a part of a national network of foster alumni called Foster Club. Um, and I travel and teach materials and facilitate and do some advocacy through that as well. Nice. nice. So are you a, are you a, so, you're not a social worker. I am. I you you are. I in social work, yes. Okay, but like. I you, could be a caseworker if I wanted to be. So my little sister does. Not my, not my cup of tea. Yeah, exactly. Because she's mm-hmm. lesbian. That's why she's a caseworker. <laughs> So, um, did you know, like, what age were you just like, I want to, I want to do this. This is, this is where I want to um, spend I think my time. I started around 15 or 16 because, uh, my caseworker actually asked me if I wanted to share my lived experience on a youth council. Um, and that was the first thing that made me go, oh, someone actually cares what I have to say, what I think and what I've been through. Um, and after that I was sent to Washington DC to represent the state of Utah, all of the foster youth, um, with Senator Orrin Hatch. Um, and then I've done a couple other DC trips at advocacy since then. So it just kind of barreled in there. But when I started college, I wanted my major to be criminal justice. Uh, but that changed after a semester. I was like, no, I, I knew my passion and my purpose, but I kind of wanted to trick myself into something else. It'd be more exhilarating. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I remember my, I remember my soul, my social worker name. Her name was Miss Bible. What? Miss Bible. Really? Miss Bible. That's tight. Yeah. She, hey, she put it down, man. She was, she was dope. She gave me. Put it down. My she gave you what? Name was Sunshine. Yeah, what? Sunshine. Sunshine. Dang, that sounds like <laughs> yeah. two strippers. Coming up next, Miss Bible, Bible and Sunshine. Sunshine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, what's a no? You said to me, what's a proctor home? Uh, so when it comes to foster care, there's different levels of care, um, and it it's based on a lot of different things. So foster care is for base level, typically younger children that come into foster care, um, and their needs may not be that outside of just any typical normal kid that you would see. Um, And then the levels increase as the needs increase. Um, So some kids may have therapy more often, may have meds, um, may have different things that require more parental supervision, um, oversight, and direct care. Um, So those parents are also paid a little bit more for that time they have to put into it. Um, Proctor parenting requires parents to have extra training Because, of course, there is trauma-informed care. A lot of these kids do come from backgrounds of trauma. Yeah. Uh, That trauma presents itself different ways in youth, so you need to know how to deal with these youth instead of making it worse for them. So it requires some training and, of course, a little bit better pay. Nice, nice. And um, we wanted to bring Natalie on this episode or just on the podcast in general um, 
foster care, foster parents, the whole foster system hits hits pretty home for um, me. Uh, I think Trevor. I mean, for about a month. Yeah, I was but in, adoption. Right is, before I was adopted, yeah, I, mean, I was right. adoption, adoption is, is very similar. closely intertwined. Yeah, yeah. Right? So Trevor has an experience. Trevor, do you want to hit on your experience yeah. going through? Um, so my mother was a drug addict, and. She smoked crack, cigarettes, drank. She didn't know she was pregnant with me while she was still doing those things. So when I was born, I was just under four pounds. I could fit in the palm of, like, your hand. So I was in the NICU for about three weeks. And then while my parents were finalizing the adoption papers, I was in a foster home. That's why Christine's going to... I told her my foster name one time. And now, like, when she's mad at me, she'll call it to me. You have a foster name? Yes, and I'm going to tell it to you. Wait, you know Christina how... calls you your foster name when she's mad at you? Yes. Isn't that kind of fucked up? Yes, it is. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's, that's kind of fucked anyway. up. So wait, you were a baby at this point, though. Can so, we... Yes, so I was, I was about a month Can we old. guess his foster okay. name real quick? What do you think his foster name was? Is it pretty common, a common name? It is a common name. It's got to be a common name. I'm going with fucking... Is it John? No. I was going to go with fucking... Next letter over. Kevin? Yes. Ew, fuck that name. So fuck anyway, my ex. So, no, so, they so saw this baby like... Not literally. So here's the thing. Little, little Kevin. So I was then placed into a foster home while the adoption was being Kevin. finalized. And I was this lady's K baby. Like she uh, she named all of her kids A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I hate that. Utah, please stop doing well, that. Well, this was in California. Okay, well... That too. Ew. People stop doing Everywhere, that, people please. stop So anyway, that. so that was my... Yeah, so my name You're was... Like, fuck, this is our Z baby. My name what was the fuck Kevin. We, <laughs> what are we going to name this one? Zulu. Do you love your meme? Okay. So much better now. Yes, of course. <laughs> he went from but Kevin to Trevor. So, it's like <laughs> so here's the thing. Who's the most famous minion? Kevin, right? That's true. I fuck with the minion movies so hard, and I think that's why. Yeah. But anyway. Wait, so how old are you? How do you remember this name? My parents told it to me. Because <laughs> I was, so I was born Your in parents October. had communication with your foster. Yes, because they adopted her from my yeah. foster home. And the, when you're adopting, you get records, right? Yeah. So you're going to see what that child's biological born name was, and right. you, as the parent, has have the choice to then change their name. So oh, the okay, yeah, because your parents, parents your parents, your parents, so no, you know, typically adoptive. They parents. give like so. My foster mom didn't name me; like it's not on a birth certificate or anything. My parents named me. I was just in the foster care until the adoption was finalized. Have you ever visited your foster? No. When you say parents now, you're talking about your adopted, adopted parents? My adoptive huh? parents. It's okay, so you have no relationship with your... What's up? None whatsoever. Like, oh, really? I've seen... So here's the thing. Here's what's crazy about five, six years ago. My So I guess in my adoption papers, it said my mom's name. So I looked her up on Facebook. I've I've never reached out just because... That's interesting. Usually they remove that. Here's here's kind of wow. the thing. I, I think my parents probably fought for it, honestly. Yeah. My mom's pretty pitbull. Yeah. Um <laughs> There's two, in my experience, because all four of the kids in my parents' family are adopted. There's two, there's two realities. Adopted kids either feel chosen mm-hmm. or they feel given up. Yep. I've always felt chosen, so I never wanted to reach out to her. Like, I could. Yeah. But I just, like, my adopted parents did a lot for me. Like, obviously, they gave me a really good life that I wouldn't have had with my mom. I think one of like the most important things is that you had the ability to choose that. Like your, For sure. your parents gave you the right totally. to like if you wanted to. A lot of times like our first families are shut off from us knowing them and we don't get to find out like why because there is that feeling of I was given up but typically there's so much more behind that between giving up. It's for like sure. for me it's like once I knew why it was like well shit she didn't give up. She 
tried to give me something better, right? She couldn't do what I deserve. That's what I've always felt. So that's that's the best part. Shout out to adoptive families that do that, or right. anyone that plans to adopt. Like, make sure that you give room and space for when they're ready. So to here's what's out. crazy too is my parents because they'd had two other kids before me, mm-hmm. they had figured out how to do it. Yeah, it's no, a no, weird no. process. So every year they would give me another piece of my adoption story oh. until I turned eighteen. Oh in which case, and I still have the book. My parents made all of us our own adoptive wow. books where they said, this is the whole story. This is everything. Wow. And so I think that they like prepared us did. really, really, really well. Like my parents, like I love my parents. That's incredible. So, Tips for anyone. For sure. Sorry. Anyone that's adopting, <laughs> that do it standard. that way. Give them like, cause when I was little, when I was in high school, like, or when I was in like, elementary school kids were like oh you're adopted your parents don't like you and i said your parents had to keep you like if they had like like they had bio parents i'd be like well your parents had to keep you like Mm -hmm. mine could actually give me up so that's facts no that's definitely true (laughs) this is what really this is who i'm a part of right here if you search up my name i'm on that in the search bar foster clubs yeah fosterclub.com there it is what was i gonna say um what about you foster yeah dude no are are you like Huh? Comfortable with sharing your experience? Yeah, yeah, my mom listens to this podcast, so sorry, mom. We're going to air some dirty laundry here. But, uh, um, yeah, so Thanks in North Carolina, when I was, like, 12 years old, I went to the foster system, like, three or four times. The first time was kind of shit. Um, I had to sleep on the floor next to the foster mom's bed. Jesus. Um, I don't know why they chose her as a fucking foster mom. They didn't have a spot for the fucking kid to sleep. Yeah. So I slept on her. I slept on the floor, and... I grew up sleeping on the floor a lot. That's why when I go to my friend's house, I'm cool sleeping on the floor. Huh? You grew up sleeping on the floor a lot? Kind of. When I, when I was with my mom, we didn't have a bed. Okay. And so I slept on the floor a lot. And then we integrated to like, um, I slept on, my mom would take the couch cushions to the couch. And she'd put them like, she'd make, she'd take like all four of them. Yeah. And I would just, and she'd put a blanket on that and I would sleep on that. And honestly, it was pretty comfy. Like, I loved those. That's where I was most comfortable. That's yeah, yeah. It's true. like fucking, it's not, it's not that bad, honestly. I sleep on the floor. That's why I'm like, with the bed I'm at, like, beds are just overrated. Like, you don't really, actually, <laughs> actually now that you get older. Uh, supposedly, the floor is actually It's better for, for your back. back. Yeah, yeah. Now, now that you get older, you probably want some more stable. Anyways, um, then the second time, um, I went back home and then. I think a lot of the time I got taken away was I think our neighbors are switching, snitching. I'm going to say not switching, snitching because we had like uh, my mom was a part of a lot of domestic abuse. Um, There's a lot of drugs involved in the home. And so people around the block were snitching. I wasn't ever in any danger. My mom was a great mom. I love my mom so much. Like she's awesome. Like I was never in any danger at any point. But I get, I guess, where they're coming from. But the worst, I remember coming home. I remember going I was in, I was in L, what they call it, middle school. And they call it middle school in North Carolina. And um, the second time, no, or this is the third time. Okay, let me, let me not skip stories. Anyways, okay, the second time I got taken away, they sent me to like this Christian home. And it was when um, George Bush and Al Gore, I think we were in office. Right, 2000. Was so it 2000? That, you, was that 2002? That election, you mean? I remember they were for election. I think it was. Right, so 2000. Well, it might have been Bush's second term. So if it was Bush. So if it was Bush and Gore, it would have been 2000. If it was Bush, it would have been 2000 and, 2000 and then 2004. Okay, so it would have been I, mean, I don't know who I don't know who's, who he going to for. Anyways, I remember it was a super Christian home. And I actually had a room this time. I had a room. Hell yeah. I had a room and a bed. It was all mine. Um, I remember it was Halloween. They were super Christian. They didn't let me go fucking, ho- they didn't let me go trick-or-treating. And so I was a little upset about that. But I had a foster sister 
And she was a baddie. I was trying to like, what? I was like, dang, can I see You tried to fucking bury your bone in your foster sister? Okay, first of all, I was like, who knows how old? I was like young as fuck. But I was just like, yeah, I was like, dang, I can't sleep in homegirl's room? Hmm. (laughs) And that's the first time my foster person, guy, I don't know if I'm a foster dad's weird. Um, that's first time I, hear, I saw like un, non-alcoholic beer. Like he was like heavy addicted. Oh, he's drinking like, O'Doul's. He was heavily addicted to non-alcoholic what? beer. What? What do you mean addicted? Like he had tons of it in the fridge. Do you think he was like an alcoholic? And that's he like, probably wasn't. Like, no, but he yeah, was that's what Christian. George, like they were. No, they that's were what George Bush. No, but, no George yeah, W. Bush did that though. Like commonly that happens. Yeah, you yeah. just you like to taste a beer yeah. still. Yeah. So like W was he an alcoholic. He was also a cocaine addict. Yeah, which people don't talk about. So I went. I went back home. That one, so the first one was like a month or two. This one was like, I think like three months maybe. And then um, I go home again. Then I'm in, I'm in middle school. This is where I remember ever forever. I'm in middle school. Um, I get called to the office and I had a big fro. I get called to the office. I'm sitting there and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing in the office right now? Like, it's like fucking. Tw- 10 o'clock in the day like I'm supposed to be in class I remember I had lice I had hella lice oh, what really I had hella lice I'm like itching my head so bad I remember the the, the counselor's like it, yeah she's like is your head okay I'm like I don't know I think I got dry skin dry scalp that's what I called it when you don't want to tell people you got lice I think I got dry scalp lady oh you like knowingly had it <laughs> I think I, I, think, that's think like, I remember I don't know if I remember I don't know if I knowingly had it yeah well but stuff like that like if you're in like foster homes like a lot of times the parents don't like look for that kind of stuff. I, I, I was at my house. Not, not I was with my mom. And like you gotta remember, in a group home, like one kid gets it, they all get it. Yeah, but the crazy part is, which I'm kind of glad, I never was in a group home. Really? Which I was kind of glad. I was only in single family homes, which is kind of nice because I don't know. Fuck group homes. I don't know. Those were fucking. They're fucking rough. I heard about those. Um, and then I they I the cop escorts me home, and I'm in a cop car. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Well, like they haven't told you. No anything. one's telling me shit, bro. Damn. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like in a cop car. I'm like fucking 10 years, 11 years old. I'm like, Damn. yo, what the fuck? Did I do something wrong? Am I getting arrested? Yeah, we pull up to my trailer, put on my mom's house in the trailer park. There's hella cop cars Shit. at my mom's house. Damn. We pull up, bro. I see my mom on the front porch screaming, hysterically crying. Oof. They're like trying to restrain her. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? She's bawling. She sees me, bro. She starts crying even more. They're like, you need to go inside and get your stuff. And I'm like, yo, I don't know what, what is going on, bro. Like, no one's telling me shit. Like, anyways, they don't fucking telling me. I'm like, you're going to go in foster care. You're going to go live with this family. And I went to Jacksonville, which was like, I think it was like an hour or two away. Like, this is how ghetto North Carolina was. That An hour or two away, that was the first mall, like, in the distance of, like, where I was at. Mm. And um, I live with Miss Jaquetta. Mr. Yeah, she was great. Honestly, she was Sounds awesome. Sounds great already. Yeah, she. I lived with her. She was a. Uh, she was in the military. Damn, I lived what with her. Branch. I think the mil is the military, military. branch. <laughs> no, bro, Army, no, Air like Force, Army, Marines, yeah. Navy. Marines. Okay, fuck. She was mar- a Marine. I get Marines Damn. in the. Holy shit! So she was bro. a Marine. She bro, was a Marine, and we lived on base. And base was sick because oh, it's like sick. It's cool. like your own community. Yeah, it's you know like commissary. You got like good meals. Yeah, they get like they got a store. They can move. Yeah, you can buy fireworks and beer like really cheap on base. Yeah. They had a, uh, she had two other uh, kids she was trying to adopt, Javion and some other kid. And she had, a, it does that. And she had another kid she was fostering. And he was like a fucking gangbanger. Like, so I was like, oh, I learned a lot of shit from him. But he, <laughs> he wasn't there that long. 
<clears throat> I was there for like a year. Javion was he was he was a fucking crybaby. It was I stayed there. Dude. I remember he just cried a lot. He was just a whiny baby, bro. Like uh, not baby. He was a I mean, kid. He probably could have had some trauma. And he was like three. Uh, True, but he was like. You were like man up, young. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I lived with Mr. <laughs> I lived with Shaquetta for like a year, and she taught me a lot of things. I'm still in contact with Shaquetta now. Really? We always oh, really? reach out. Cool. Yeah. She's yeah. still in the Marines. Um, I think she retired like three years ago. Probably a four star general. That's yeah, so like I reached. Yeah, shit. I reached out to her, and she taught me a lot. She was really strict on me, and yeah. I met a lot of cool friends, and that's about it. And then, oh, and then they were like, "Okay, I'm sorry, I've been talking a lot. I'm sorry. We got to oh, get back good. to we got to get back to Natalie." Oh, um, and then. Um, I live with Mr. Quitter for like a year on base, and then I go back there. Like, hey, if you want to live with your mom again, my mom had to li- go li- leave North Carolina, right? And they're like, yo, if you want your son again, you need to go to a better, st- like, better place in your life. Blah, blah, blah. So she moves to Utah. This is how this is a fucking my life story. How I ended up in Utah. Moves to Utah. I have no baby pictures. I have no baby clothes. I have no keepsakes. Keepsakes from when I was younger. She I just had to pick up and move. Well, no, because she gave. It to our neighbor who was quote unquote our friend, and she was like, "Hey, yeah, hold these and ship them to us." Yeah, and this is how broke we were in North Carolina. She and it cost forty dollars to ship it, and the lady just kept the forty dollars. No way! And she has all of our stuff, all my like stuff, baby, like blankets. What if she still has? I don't know, bro. You need to fly out there. We need to get that shit, bro. Like, I mean, ask her if you say. I I don't even know her name. I don't. I don't know her name anymore. Mom, not either. I can ask. Yeah, bro. You need to get that. It's been fucking forever, bro. Who knows if she still has that shit? I mean, shit. If she forgot that shit in the basement or the garage, I bet you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, and then I have, and then so I, they were like, if you want to live with your mom again, you gotta go to Utah where your mom's at. You gotta get on a plane by yourself. Miss Jaquetta, that's how strict she was. She's like, okay, you're going to Utah in three months. I want you to write me a report on Utah. And I want you <laughs> to tell good, me though. all about yeah. Utah. That's how I learned about the Beehive State. I learned, like, I think the National Birds, like a seagull and shit. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's I, a California I, seagull. Yeah, I just yeah. remember, like, random fucking facts about Utah because I literally was, like, searching this place. I'm like, I had never heard of Utah until I watched um, Arthur and Buster. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he would Wait. do the things where he would go to different states. Oh yeah, yeah. he, he was like go, the reporter. Yeah, he would go to different yeah, states. Yeah, in Utah, yeah. I was like, "Yo, it looks cold there." He was there. And they were he like, was there in Utah with Warren Jeffs. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, anyways, they're like, "If you need to go to Utah, if, I mean, if you love your mom again, you got to go to Utah. You got to live with your aunt Marilyn, who was super fucking Mormon. I love Aunt Marilyn, though. I love you, Aunt Marilyn. Um, live with her for a year. Go to church. She made me read a book at night and shit. I had to go. Hell yeah, I had to go to bed at like ten o'clock. Anyways, and then finally, now I'm back with my mom. So that's my fucking journey. I have two brothers and sisters. Um, I never met them before in my life. They I were, never knew that. What? Yeah, I, I have didn't a, know that. I have a blood, a blood brother, a blood sister, half sister. I met the half sister. Um, my blood brother and blood sister got adopted before closed adoption. I'm yeah, before yeah. I was born, mm-hmm. they got taken away like almost like right away. I I, yeah. I don't know their names. They got their names changed. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could still find them. Ancestry. Yeah, Ancestry.com. Like don't do that one because that's the church. So do 23andMe. Yeah, I don't know if I want to have my DNA and shit. Yeah. No. I was thinking of doing that's that. That's how I'm going to try and find my sister. That's how I'm going to try it. Like, I'm, I'm scared to find out that I'm less black than I am, honestly. That's bro, why. you're black, bro. <laughs> I know. I don't want to be I like. I hate that, 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 though, because, like, in history, like, it was one drop, right? What about right. that one drop law? Like, you got one drop. You're not worthy of any rights. But then it's like. Yeah. I don't know, being mixed, it's like you're not black enough, you're yeah. not white enough. Like, bro, no. we had we had an African American guest like four he four or five weeks ago and he goes he goes, Hey Foss, how is it like not being black? 
And we were like, who was that? Is that Keeve? Oh, yeah. Remember Keith, when Keith yeah. was, like, was fucking around? Yeah, yeah, Keith no, I don't around. think he was. That's no, out he of was. pocket, no, though, but that reinstills those, like, really harmful narratives. Yeah. Like, we got to cut that off, starting with, like, the black yeah. and white. Take it easy, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, she's speaking facts. Right. She's speaking facts. So, but, um, yeah, and then they got adopted before I, I got to know them. So, so they were both uh, older than you? Yeah. And yeah. with. I think they got adopted to California. Yeah, they're both blood, like, 100%. So have you ever tried to find your dad? Oh, I, I oh, found him. Oh, you I did? His, I found your dad. Before. I oh, found him. Okay. He's just a fucking asshole. Where like, is he's, he? He's trash. Um, well, he got out of the state penitentiary oh. after serving state penitentiary for 17 years. Yeah. 17 years? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it was battery. It was fucking... Sheesh. Drugs. He he would have got longer, but he, he snitched. He would Takashi oh, six, he fucking took yeah. Takashi yeah. 6 9 a lot of people. Yeah. And mm. so he motherfucker gets out, called my mom. He's like, yo... Uh, I need to learn uh, D's uh, social security number. I'm trying to. Oh my god! I'm he's trying, trying to, to set up. He's trying to set up the cable. Yeah, yeah this cable. No, no, he literally says, "No, remember that." I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to get cable. I'm like, motherfucker. Remember on Verizon, people would be like, "No, you'd talk to these kids, and they'd be like, yeah. well, my credit's fucked up because my mom put the cable bill in yeah. her, like my name.'" And I've had like, customers be like, "All right, I'm gonna give you the number," and they'd be like, "The birthday is 2003," and I'd be like, right. "Miss Ma'am, Miss yeah. Ma'am." Mo, my dad's a fucking asshole. I, I had a message him one day. I'm like, "Yo, bro, don't." don't talk to me again in my life really because he was like trying to start probably my mom's my she brainwashed me but i was like i saw you beat her ass like my, my eyes like i saw you fucking try to burn she her alive bro like what i saw it yeah this is dark stories i'm like i saw those my own eyes bro i'm like fuck you bro i was like don't ever talk yeah. to me again bro my mom's the best thing ever so like, for, for sure man boundaries. yeah for sure yeah so fuck him honestly that's why i said fuck father's day i'm for gonna sure, go visit man. my mom no, today shout out anyways well that's a lot uh i don't really go over that story a lot but um Thanks for sharing it with us. Yeah, of yeah, course. Thank for you, real. man. Um, and then, but honestly, I think, I feel like growing up in the foster home, foster, like, in those areas, I feel like you can either go two ways. You can either, like, grow from it and honestly, like, be such a better person and just know, like, all those trials and tribulations and, like, these, like, n- negative narratives in your life. And then just grow from it. And honestly, just be such a better person. Or you can just go down to... Like, you can just give up and go down a, such a shit hill and just say, like, you know what? I'm worthless anyways. Like, no one wanted me. My mom didn't want me, yada, yada, yada. So it's yeah. like, you so can have. I think that goes a lot of different ways because the reality is a lot of those kids that are coming to that place, they're falling through the cracks of the system. Yeah. And a lot of those young people, what we're seeing, the ones that do succeed, they had at least one supportive person that exactly. them on and believed in them, right? They had one person like they could call like at 2 a.m. Yeah. and Jaquetta. say, hey, I Jaquetta. need help. Someone that would bail them out no matter what. Somebody that believed in them. And, like, on the other side, we're seeing all those kids that are falling through the cracks. They don't even have one support person. So, And I feel like it's hard. When you're in a group home, too, it's like, I remember, like, hearing stories, like. So what's a group What's a group home? A group uh, home is like, you ever kids. seen Annie? Yeah, yeah. that's. Like, have you, know you ever orphanages? seen. Yeah, orphanage. Yeah. It's like an orphanage. Like all of But her. it's, like, less kids. So, like, here, our group homes are typically, like, 10 to 15. Kids? Area. Yeah. And, a, and, it's yeah, like, and they got bunk house. beds yeah, and, like, and it's shit. And you share a room with like however many in a room, and it's just like a facility, and there's staff that come through and switch shifts and just like over. So it's like it's like oh, a so government. They, they it's like really a government. A, they don't even have like no parents. parents. There are no. some. We're trying to move towards family centered group homes where it's like a, a more of yeah. a family setting where it's a mom and a dad and it's like that but they're like do you know how they decide if you go to a group home versus a, a family home um well there's a lot of things that decide so we have the christmas box home which is for our kids that are like age zero to like 14 
Um, and if we don't have like an emergency placement available, like a family that's available to take this kid as soon as they're removed, they'll typically go to the Christmas box home to transition and wait there until there is a family available. Right now we have a shortage in Utah. We have half the amount of foster families as we have foster kids. It's one in three, right? It's three foster <laughs> kids for every one. Right. It's right. crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, a friend of mine just had, a, you know, one of her ex's kids go in and she was waiting in the Christmas box for the last three months to get a placement. So, but then there's situations where you can go straight into a home. Um, and then there's group homes. Sometimes group homes are more therapeutic focused or different things like that. So sometimes they're used as punishments because you have to remember group homes are for profit. So they're making amount, a certain amount of money based on that bed being filled. <sighs> so the longer that bed's filled, the more money that that group home is. Making. And that's the, go ahead, Jared. So, so wait, hold. Are you gonna stay on this topic? Because I want to yes, say something. No, about I am. No, I yes. About the group home thing. Let's say on the. Why I, is it so? Why is it like? What law is it that is saying that group homes can be for profit? Like, how can we? How can we make that not for profit? Or how can we fix this? I mean, the same thing. You look at the criminal justice system. Sure. You've got states that are completely for profit. You've got state run. You've got a mixture of both. There isn't really anything protecting it. Everything's monopolized. Right. So it depends on those in power. Like Mike Lee makes money. He's going to get voted out. Don't even worry no, about him. Not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Okay. You can say that, but my <laughs> boyfriend's... Wait, who's Mike Lee? Mike yeah. Lee is a, is a Tea Party senator who is mm -hmm. probably the worst thing that has ever happened to the state of Utah. He was working so, on the campaigning he all was so, against him. He is so far right that even like Mitt Romney's like, no, fuck this guy. Like, he wants to enact... Sorry, he wants I meant to, Mitt Romney, not He Mike wants Lee. to enact Sharia law. I like Mitt Romney. All right, cool, but um, back to this... this um, <clears throat> Who's making profit? Who is it? The state. Um, the state? Well, no, not not per se, because so the way it works is you can open up a group home and like then you me. need to get licensed. Yeah, you. Yeah. If you fit all of the requirements for licensing for a group home, you can open up a group home. It doesn't matter whether you're for profit or nonprofit, but there isn't really a difference because nonprofit just means there's no money left over after salaries. Yeah. So if you're paying yourself out fat as fuck, like it. You can still be profit. Yeah, you're like just playing the numbers. Kids. Yeah, um, and then you get a contract with the state of Utah saying, "I will take this many of your kids for this much money," and the state will say, "Yes or no, I can or can't afford that." So we have, you know, depending on the services you can provide, we can give you this much money, so on and so forth. So it's not even really the state that's making money. The state is the one that's paying for the care out of taxes. So it's whoever the uh, entity is that opens up the group home. The LLC, and it's like. Uh and a lot of you know, you know, fostering kids isn't you know free. You know, these parents, oh, I know. They, they, the parents yeah. get paid for. It. That's, that's the thing. It's kind of six. That's the sick part, bro. Okay, yeah, no. A lot of a lot of these parents, there are good foster parents. You know, obviously they want to do good in the world, but uh, there's you know, with every good person there is, there's about three bad people. I've been told I was a mortgage payment and a paycheck. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, exactly. By who? Foster homes. That I've yeah, been yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, straight up. Like told that like we're keeping you until we pay off this house, and then we're not doing foster care anymore. Like you are a paycheck. Yeah, I remember this one story. They just kept this kid in the basement, and oh, yeah. they didn't really feed him a lot. Uh, he was end up eating the insides, like the walls there and shit. That, there was and that. he the the cops found him, and he was like eighty pounds. He was yeah. like seventeen years old. Wait, like there was pounds. that foster family that turned their kids into slaves in California. I mean, we a lot of them do. Like I, I was a deep cleaning housemaid before I was allowed to have a visit with my eighty five year old grandma for four what? hours on a Sunday. Like I had to deep clean a woman's house. Like I had to earn my right to visit my grandma. Like we. We're babysitters, free babysitters. You know what exactly, I mean? Yeah. Like the reality is that 
that's just kind of and the thing with foster care is you can't profit of it off of it if you're treating these kids like your own if you're like foster care doesn't make money we don't pay good rates for foster care or even proctor but if you have homes like i had where they're not buying food they're not cooking for me they're not giving me rides anywhere they're not doing anything for me then just having a bedroom in their home was all they needed and they were making x amount of money off me every month yeah. So it depends on how you're caring for if you actually. They don't got to pay attention to the kid. They don't got to do no. nothing. They just got to make sure they're alive. I had alive. a family that didn't speak English. So I never spoke a conversation. What? So wait, they speak Spanish or something? What oh, part really? of the system wow. is broken? Every single part of the system because the system, the way I say it is the system isn't broken. The system is functioning exactly how it was made to function. That's the problem. I get you. Is like, and just like the criminal justice system, the criminal justice system was to replace slavery and to replace I mean, I mean, you set a bunch of black people free and you don't want them to have rights, right? So sure. what do you do? You, Jim Crow. You create laws to make stealing right. and a- any means they have of survival illegal. Yeah. And then you get free slaves off of the prison system, right? So, the, I mean, I'll say the child welfare system was started with a little bit better intentions, right? It was started by a church worker that just came upon a home where a little girl was so abandoned and abused yeah. that it was just, and there were no laws against child abuse. So we had to go through uh, animal abuse laws. <sighs> um, so, I mean, it was... It, came about the right way but really it just preys on families in poverty and families of color and people experiencing substance sure. abuse yeah. and mental health problems so uh yeah you can go ahead so in the foster care system we have about four hundred twenty thousand kids at any given time in the u.s foster care system about one hundred thirteen thousand of those kids are available for adoption right now um, and some of the outcomes for kids that experience the foster care system is about one in five will become homeless after 18. And that's typically for young people that age out of the foster care system. Um, so aging out is when you turn 18 in foster care and you typically don't have a family to adopt you or yeah. any permanency. That's, that's, that sucks. That's a shitty part. Did that, you, is that what happened? That is what happened. Okay. Yes. Um, well, so mine was a little bit different. I got my ex's parents to take custody of me a few months before my 18th birthday. So I technically got guardianship, but... I aged out because, of course, my ex's family wasn't my family. So when I was no longer dating the son, I no longer had a family. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So, so it, was it was like contingent upon your relationship yeah, with him? Yeah. So, so you don't know your... I stayed so crazy. long in that toxic relationship y'all watched me in. Right. right? Because I've, I've always wanted a family, and so I stuck to keep a family. Uh, That's sad. So I basically huh. aged out without any of the perks of aging out because I didn't get insurance till 26, and I didn't get, like, the help with, like, getting into housing that some young people get. So mine was a little bit different, but I technically aged out. Um, but only about half of us will be employed by age 24 after leaving foster care. Um about 3% earn a college degree and only... Shout out you being the 3%? Yeah. Yeah, for real. Thank you. Shout for out. Real. No, that, and that's a daunting number that holds, that's just held 3%. so highly over all of our heads. Uh, yeah, it's it's really fucking Out of fucking 300,000 people. There's scholarships available. More like, it's not, it's not that we can't go to school. Like, school is provided to us. It's like, how are we going to go to school if we don't have housing or support and we're five grades behind, right? So it's, there's a lot going into what causes that 3%. Um, 71% of young women from the foster care system will become pregnant by age 21. Um, shout out for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I actually, from what I know is that number has gone up a little bit. Um, and one in four will experience PTSD. Uh, so I was like PTSO for a second. I was like, what the fuck is PTSO? (laughs) So yeah, there's been (laughs) 3.3 million reports of violence against children. 3.3 3.3 million uh, reports turned into about 250 kids in foster care. 250,000 in foster care. Can I look at this fucking thing? What the fuck is this? What? This just says... Fu- how, f- how can people help? 
Um, so like people like Christina and I, we don't want kids. Like, what do I have to do? No, I'm, I'm and adopting foster, a kid. Foster, no, I'll foster kids right now. Tell me what I have to fucking. And adopting do. a kid is fucking. It's hard. It's so it hard expensive. and expensive. So no, 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 no. That's what I hate. So there's three different kinds of adoptions. There's international adoption. Right? right, so that's of course getting a kid from another country. That's the most expensive time. Right, you have to fly there, come back, wait, go back, blah blah blah. Then there's private adoption, which is typically the that's expensive one. That's the one that takes a lot of money because they're private social workers. They're typically profiting off of certain things, not all, but some. Um, then there's adoption from foster care, which is free or little to no cost. Sometimes about a hundred dollars for court fees. Free, free. Free. Really? I didn't Adopting. Know can you pick? Let's all adopt. Kids. And you can pick your kids still. You can. Oh, like, no, dude, don't. So, say like um, well, no, like I'm saying, like, because there's so three different say. levels, so it's like, yeah. Are so you still? You, you are going to be placed with a young person that you qualify to take care of. So if you decide to take the training necessary for whatever level, that's fine. But the the point is to find a family for a kid. So we're not going to put a kid with a family that just okay. can't handle them and doesn't match, right? So like just a random, like, here. Right. Just but, um, like, for y'all, because I know you... Lewis, like, you're going with uh, I, hobby I today. I personally recommend fostering <laughs> LGBTQ teens because here yeah. in Utah, we have a Mormon culture, and it, it was already really hard to find a home for a gay or lesbian sure. kid, but now we're throwing on nine bar- binary and trans, trans and yeah. people just don't want to deal with it. So our LGBTQ teens are having no placements. They're spending all their time in group homes they're not being affirmed in their placements. So I had one experience where I went on a visit with a home and potentially going to be a foster kid of theirs. I was supposed to be an overnight. And after I told them I was bi and had a girlfriend, they sent me back to the group home and yep. didn't continue the overnight. Were you? Me personally. Yes. Oh, so sure. like this was a Mormon family that did that to me yes. at the age of 14. So, I mean, the biggest thing is we really need foster placements that are affirming to identities and teens because no one wants a teen. Everyone thinks of fostering and adopting. They think of, oh, a cute little baby. I don't want a kid that has issues, right. trauma, that's fucked they up. They ran away, yeah. Right, exactly. Well, it's kind of like, it's, I'm it's not like trying to, I'm not trying to, I'm not no, cool. That, that's how people look at it. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying like the same thing as like dogs or something. Buying a car or a dog. Yeah, yeah it's like you don't want it's like a, up. you don't want like a four-year-old dog from a random person. Like you want a puppy. Like you want like a. But what I've realized know, though, is the best dogs, dogs are the ones are, from the shelter. Yeah, low <laughs> So what, what can like. What can you do? If someone wants to be a foster parent. Yeah. What are the criterias that they need to meet so that that can happen? Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people think, think that it's harder than it is. That is very true. So every state has different licensing requirements. If you want, you can pull up foster parent licensing requirements. Um, but typically, you have to have a bedroom for the youth. They can share bedrooms. With How the fuck did my lady fucking qualify yeah, it? This type, this guy yeah, was on but the I'm on the fucking floor. I slept on the floor in one, too, so I don't know. But the what thing the is, fuck? if there's other rooms in the home and they got licensed saying that they're going to let the kids sleep in that room, but then they didn't. That's commonly how I think mine got away with it. Um, They're like, yeah. "Hey, we need to place these two children. Who's who's uh, who's taking them? I'll fucking do it. Exactly. They can sleep next to my fucking bed. Exactly. I don't give a shit." So the bedroom <laughs> has to have at least an outlet and a closet, and it has to be a certain square footage. Um, and so that room, right there, yeah, could absolutely. Trevor, you can't put them in the bathroom, bro. That's fucked up. Babe. What are you pointing at the bathroom for? Not what I said. That's. <laughs> You um, really foster care? I would, bro. There's three to every foster parent. You don't understand. Ch- this is a fucking <laughs> emergency. This is how Trevor no, talks to the kid. I, I know, but still, though, like, you won't. The the yes, I would. The kid yeah. comes home, the no, kid spills something, Trevor fucking starts yelling like that. Bro, it is a state of emergency. 
And I'd like to point out, well, we some of these kids have PTSD. the smallest emergency out of other states. So we have kids right now sleeping on the floors of DCFS offices for up to weeks because we don't have room in group homes and we don't have foster homes for them. So Utah is one of the states that ex- is accepting kids from other states right. because they're so full. But like, hello, we but don't Utah's have bad too. So like, what are we doing? So the the, it's going to have a group getting home worse. one of these days. Watch. I'd be down. Bro, and we don't want... No, but like a dope-ass group home. We could have a dope-ass group home. Yeah. How, how are we going to be in the backyard? Like, so all right, I need you to run from so here and from here. I'm going to time you Here's something like, that I want to talk about. Hey, yeah. A lot of people don't want to foster... A lot of people don't want to foster. They say, like, one of the big things that they say is, oh, I'll fall in love with the kid. And that's it's like, oh, point. so you mean you just adopt them? I care them? too much. La, like, la, la, right. La, la. And it's just like. Well, I mean, that's the point because we have two ends of the spectrum. We either have someone that doesn't give a fuck about us or someone that cares too much. And like, how yeah, you're going to have grief. Low key, when that's a what child scares leaves, me. Because I thought about it. I'm how are people. <laughs> not being serious. How are people that are not. Fans. How are people that are not qualified to foster? How are they still fostering? Like, how is there not a there's not, there's not enough, shortage. like, yeah, there's yeah there's a shortage. A shortage. We need these enough. kids to go somewhere so people are just skating through, right? Like, I mean, we have certain rules, right? You're supposed to be married. And because that causes a disruption if you're not. Sure. For me personally, I was both my two, Both two of my three were single parents. Well, no. If is it different single, per state? But you can't be a couple living together and uh, not married. Oh, okay. I get you. Uh, can, okay. Can, can LGBT? Yes. If but, they're married or not married or is there... Married. It's okay. the same as a straight couple, but that depends on the state because there are agencies that are run by religious organizations that turn away LGBTQ right. foster parents because they say it doesn't fit with them. Because so they, they want... The LGBT community, they want to foster more than anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, studies have borne that out. Well, I mean... Well, yeah. Because they can't... Well, they can. No, it's they just, can't. Yes, it's they okay can say they no, can. They can. They can. So it just costs a lot of money. Now, yeah. It just costs money. They got to do like a, what is it called when someone else has your baby? An like, in vitro? Yeah. So it's it was, I, thought it was, I thought it was called something else. A donor? Uh, no. Like, I'm actually going to be. When you if, put your sperm in someone, like another yeah, person. Like what did Kim Kardashian do? A, a yeah. donor. Yeah. A, um, a surrogate. Surrogate. That's what I was thinking. What's the I'm going to be I'm going to be Alyssa's surrogate. When Alyssa. she has wait, hold yeah, on. She wants Alyssa. to use my sperm. You're going to be her sperm donor. I'm like, you're going to get. I was like, I thought Trevor's going to get pregnant. I mean, I can. Okay, you chill can. out. You can milk anything that has nipples. <laughs> Fuck. All that right. Was, no. That was very anti-trans. I'm sorry. <laughs> trans um, but that's just crazy to me that like we're letting fuckheads. Let me ask something. Kids. Do like uh, certain people? How do I want to ask this? Actually, hold on. Give me one second. It's not, take your time. Gather your words, man. So like, because I'm guessing like the that's foster parents, <laughs> the foster parents. <laughs> Like, they go through some testing or something that, like, nope. you get certain kids, right? Because this is what I'm saying. Really, like, and that's the problem. Every agency gets to do it different. So, because we're DCFS, right? And then we contract out to agencies for foster and product care. They do the hiring of the foster parents and the training. There's not, like, a set training that is statewide. So, they kind of get to decide what training modules they want to follow. So, um, I've personally seen one of the books at one of the agencies. And it's just a big binder full of papers. And it's worksheets. Um, and you go through and like if the parents decide to do it like then they're trained woo you're like yeah. good enough to deal with kids with so no one trauma. is like actually teaching them anything they just have to fill out paperwork oftentimes not and then there are some agencies that go above and beyond that have like regular trainings in person and they just really really enforce can I ask it. you yeah. a question well no hold yeah. up because I think okay. so my question was kind of I said it I think I said it I don't think I explained myself well but so like let's say like Fossey obviously I think him going through the foster system they, they knew that, you know, mom was still going to possibly be there. Fossey was going to end up, you know, being back with his mom. 
Um, is there like certain kids that go to certain homes where it's like we're okay with just taking care of them for yeah. a little bit and then you go versus, yeah. you know, I low-key want to adopt a kid. Yeah. Is there like a different... So there are... So we try to stay away from fostering to adopt because that creates a harmful narrative of foster care is for adopting and you all these kids it, are, yeah. you know, don't have a family that's trying to get them back. But can you like sign up for but something? But you can, like right? So there's different kinds of placements. There's emergency placement where you only do temporary anywhere from 30 to 90 days. There's respite where you just take kids while um, the foster family goes on a vacation or has some time away or gets a break or... Or oh, okay. you can say, you know, I'm interested in adopting. So if people there's a- do that, yes, yeah, like they'll go on vacation, they'll just. I, I've, have their sure. kids I've only had fostered. one family that ever took me on vacation with them, and every they, other what? time like, I was left with strangers. And then the bio kids come back and tell me yes. all about how great Disneyland was. Yeah, bro. Yo, what? The why hell? wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Like, the, why they wouldn't have they? To pay like, for it. The yeah, they have not to pay, pay for, for it. me to go to Disneyland. The state's not. Yeah, exactly. No, but it's still. They're not paid enough to pay for it. So here's my question. I just, I don't, I, I would. I would feel that's why I can't. Of course, you would feel less. I would feel bad. I feel bad. Of course, you would. But some people, you're. They don't look at you and like. They don't look at you like that. They just like look at you like. Yes. Disgusting. How is the LDS family services with the foster? So here's here's why I ask because half of the kids in my parents' family were 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 adopted through that. My little sister, my older sister, my brother, and I were adopted through the California state. Um, I'm only an expert of my own experience, so I didn't personally work with them, but I've, I know a lot of young people. That so do have. you not, do you not work with them now in the position that you're in? No, they are their own separate entity. entities. So okay. I know young people that have experienced their system, um, specifically LGBTQ identifying sure. young people. So well, I mean, yeah. the experience wasn't great, I understand. Yeah. uh, but I never got involved with them. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're listening out there and, and you, and you do want to do something, don't, don't listen to what you've heard on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, whatever. Yeah, I didn't know that. TV. Well, it's follow not that the ho- right people. Yeah. Right. Like, listen to the right. Follow things. There's, you know, there's me. There's a page called Foster the Teens. Um, listen to people with lived experience because a lot of times we go in, become social workers, we become foster parents, and we try to teach people how to do it right. There's foster parents out there giving advice for exactly what you said. That I'm gonna love them too much. It's gonna hurt. They give advice on how to deal with that grief and how to understand that, that you are serving a purpose. Kid. Right. <laughs> so listening to the though. right outlets yeah. and educating yourself like if i had a, a little foster in my house and i was like damn dude like you wouldn't want to adopt him i get it no i'd be like shit like i want to help this kid out i want to give him a life yeah. that he deserves you know what i'm saying yeah. and then it's like he goes off with his mom i'm gonna feel i'm gonna yeah feel you'd like, feel bad yeah. yeah which i'm not saying that he, he's not gonna have a good life with his mom i was just being selfish yeah. in my part because i've already built this bond with this kid and i want to help like i fucking commonly. i fucking like, taught him at, how to read like homegirl that you still talk to i mean pretty like I'm pretty so, sure if you would have been an option that she could have adopted you, she probably would have done it. So here's what's crazy. Mm-hmm. Maybe, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm my doctor. The Javon, one I might have been too light-skinned for Mr. Dakota. J- He's like, <laughs> Javon the, was crybaby. He had a my doctor, another kid the one too, that birthed like, me, he was a, a man of the Jewish faith. And when I was born, he said to my parents, he was like, if you hadn't adopted him, I would have. Oh. So it's crazy, bro. Like, Jew? I would have been Jewish. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I was yeah, almost you, adopted too. You probably wouldn't have been here. What happened? You know what happened? My dad got me back. So my oh. dad didn't know I was his so, daughter. So five. that's so that's something that Wait, I want to talk. That's so something you that I wanted to connect with your father. That's that's something that I wanted one, to talk one about. Time, about. One at a time. When there is someone oh, who wants you. to adopt a child, the parents have all the say in it, Parent, even though you're in the foster care system. Yeah. Until you get those rights. But they they have a certain amount of rights they give up. Like like when you send a child is he talking about are you talking about like foster There's care or process. adoption 
I'm just saying, but I mean, if are she's you saying- in the foster care system, her foster parents want to adopt her, her parents still have the final say. Depending. So oh, really? With, when it comes to foster care, reunification services, you're only allowed so much time for DCFS because they see it as a waste of money to give okay. too long of two service, sure. services. So the max is typically a year with the chance of a 90-day extension. So you have a year and three months to get your kids back. After that, the, their permanency plan can change and your parental rights can be terminated. If the court decides to terminate your parental rights because you've exceeded that year and 30 day, 90 days, then your parental rights are terminated and whatever can happen. But the thing that happened to me was I was in a foster home that wanted to adopt me. Uh, My mom was going through treatment, wasn't able to get me and they wanted to adopt me. But in order to adopt, you have to have both parents give up their parental rights. Right. Um, so they had to find my father. So they have to sign So my away. dad had to sign over his rights and he said, no, I want her like I was a puppy. And then, you know, they, he had a right to me. So I was sure. removed from the most incredible family ever. <laughs> dad was a doctor. Mom was a stay at home right. mom. Yeah. Call, you know, so did you, 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 but you didn't end up going back to your dad. I did go back to my dad. So I went to oh, my you dad. Did. When oh, I you was did five. as well as your mom. They placed. Yeah. So I was with my mom originally in like rehabs, motels and things like that. Oh, and Jesus. then um, I went into foster care, went a couple of those, went to an adoptive home and then went back with my dad. I lived with my dad and my grandma because my dad never had a job, never was a stable person, which I don't know why they thought it was a good idea. Um, and then I was I should be fine. Just give him back to do, her. Do you have any say in that? No. She's fucking seven. No. Teenagers get a little bit more of a say, but they didn't give a fuck yeah. what I wanted. So they yeah. just, this strange six foot seven, six foot six man walked up to my house one day and said, I'm your dad. You're coming home with me. <sighs> so after that, did you go back into foster care again? Yeah. So I was with my dad for about 10 or 12 years. He was heavily involved in prescription meds and sold them. So I was selling pills for Opioids. him. And I was like sexually, emotionally, and verbally and physically abused for about 10 years in that home. Whew. Sorry to lay that on. Just a trigger warning. Uh, and then actually there were child abuse reports made every year of my life. Social workers would come to the school, talk to me, but in the Mormon culture, it's sweep it under the rug. Right. So everyone said everything was fine, even though I came to school with black eyes. Wait, was your dad Elias? My grandma was. So oh, my dad right. was the black sheep, but everyone protected him because he was, you know, the baby black sheep, whatever, the, the screw up. Um, so actually what happened was in ninth grade, I got caught selling marijuana and I had to go before a judge for juvenile court and I went before the same judge that gave my dad custody and he recognized my dad as soon as he walked in the courtroom he said I recognize you and he opened up the file and saw years worth of reports and saw that it had never brought in front of him and he said why was this never brought in front of me um and that ensued to that judge apologizing me for the state failing me and for him personally failing me so and how old are you right here you said uh, ninth grade ninth grade oh yeah so God. then i stayed in foster care after that. yeah my dad one time uh the fucking cops busted down because he was fucking selling narcotics mm-hmm. and honestly he's kind of smart for this so i give him credit for the creativity <laughs> there's That's like where you get it from there's like Same. there's like he's like what's one spot the cops aren't gonna look for my drugs the baby's diaper the baby's diaper yep. oh Same. my god yeah Been he, there. he would just stick it in there yep He's like, hey, there's nothing now. There's nothing in here. And he had all his guns and drugs, rest of his guns and drugs and the fucking air vents and shit. My mom wasn't smart. When the cops came to her door, she said she was the maid. So how long were you with with your mom? Uh, My mom, I was with her for a few years as a baby in and out of like motels. And she went to rehab and got to take me. And then uh, as a teenager, I tried reunifying with my mom. So a trial home placement, but it only lasted a couple months. Yeah. So I I, I saw your Instagram story. It was probably Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. Was she trying to make a good, steady... She was trying really hard, but my mom, I mean, if you heard her life story, her life story is actually used as a case scenario used to train people because of the amount of trauma she has. Like, it's 
absolutely insane. So um, my mom was trying to be a life of trauma and substance abuse and, you know, undiagnosed and untreated mental health. And so she was given a year to do that. My mom had to get an apartment. She was a semi-truck driver around the country. Oh, that's right. I remember right? So she had that. to get an apartment and, you know, she was broke, you know, had to get a new job, all these different things and change her lifestyle in such a short amount of time being so rushed. And we moved into a place that wasn't really good. There was a heroin and meth dealer and a pimp and everyone in the apartment used meth. So my mom got into meth at that point. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you ever reconnect with her? Um, I see my mom. Uh, sometimes I've had to kind of cut that barrier after um, having to Narcan her a few times when I was oh, in college. Jesus. Like it was having a what? Narcan. 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 So that's what's used to it's a spray prevent that you put on someone that's overdosing. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Bring it back. Like it fucking, brings you back. Like yeah, so, you don't, so, so you don't die. It's to stop you from dying. It's a yeah, it's a drug. OD. It's a drug that yeah. It's so a drug to stop people. Yeah, yeah. It's like an EpiPen for drugs. To reverse that that reaction from like. It's mostly used moment. for heroin. It's like a spray or, or something? Uh, so, well, I have shots because I'm Ugh. trained to use the needles. Um, but there's a, a spray. There is a spray the that you can put up well. the nose. Yeah. yeah. But um, my mom. Is there is, like a certain amount of drugs? That, is it like no matter if you're overdosing, no matter what amount, this is going to save you? I mean, is it's it? not. No, it's, it's not. not a save all. No, it's oh, not okay, a save okay. all. It's like. It's Give her another shot. It's pretty reliable, but not always. Um, yeah. But my mom's also gotten involved in sex work. And so I was watching like men come in and out. And it was just like. She invited me to do it and would pass me meth pipes and just like the boundaries got really blurred with my mom because like we never had that mom-daughter relationship. Of course. So I had to pull myself back because as a broke college student, I was like, well, I could use the $100. So this is when you were at Clearlink. Yeah, I was at Clearlink and doing Sully Community College, my associates. So I I considered it a few too many times. I grabbed the meth pipe and handed it back and I was like, I I can't, I can't be around this anymore. I remember, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up something. Yeah, do it. I remember one time we were at Clearlink, and you and I had a conversation. <sighs> Timestamp. God. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> right, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, just kidding. And I remember I was like, Natalie, you seem like someone who's always been felt pushed away. Remember that? And you started just crying. Balling. And that's crazy that you were going through all that. As you had a full-time job. And full-time student. Like, and, and everybody's like, oh, Natalie, oh, she's taking today off again. And it's like, no, like, they you were fighting for your the fucking days, the days life. You are fighting was, for your fucking life. I was life. cleaning my mom's shit off of the floor because Jesus she was... Christ. Do you think in overdose. some way, and I know it sounds sick, but do you think in some way, like, you like... Because, I, I mean, that's a pretty bad, tough upbringing. Yeah. Do you, like, would you change anything? Um... I think about that often because there's always that what if, what would have happened if I got adopted by that family that lives in Cottonwood Heights and what that perfect life would have been. And I I always say I wish I would have been adopted, but at the end of the day, it wouldn't have made me the person I am. And yeah. like the impact that I will have helping other people with my experience is far more valuable than those materialistic things of having a nice house and, you know, having like all that. But like, I'd be lying if I said I didn't wish I had a family sure. and like have someone to spend Christmas with every year that's not dependent on me being in a relationship or things like that. You know, like the normal thing, someone to call during a breakup. That's yeah, why that's, it's a, not, that's, that's great. That's yeah. why I feel guilty. That's why that's I feel I, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, like you look at someone like Natalie, like you know, very happy person, very you know, upgoing. Like you, like I said, yeah. like you could yeah. either you could be two ways. You could have been fucking on the streets, or you could like say like mm-hmm. I'm not going to let my past define my future. So it's like with me. uh, I mean, people consider me as like, or I consider myself as like a happy person, a positive person. So it's like, I just feel like I've just seen so much negativity and so much darkness in my life and so much, I've cried so much in my fucking life. So I was just like, I'm done crying. Like I'm done. 
like feeling sorry for myself. Like I'm gonna just be happy and I'm just gonna like take what was given to me. I would I wouldn't I don't think I would change what happened to me in the past either. Um, because like I said, it, it made you who I am today. Like yeah. I learned a lot. I I don't know. I I love who I am, and I don't know if if I would change something if I'd be some fucking prissy ass fucking guy. I'd be another privileged white bitch. From you'd Utah. be like me. Yeah, yeah. yeah you'd be me. <laughs> well, if but, I like, if I no, but it's you, crazy you had a, too. You had a humbling right that came from the family you provided. I don't know for sure if that would have come to me. But I had to have that humbling as an adult. That's true. If I, would, I so 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 here's the thing about my parents. Yeah, they had adopted like. Two kids, and then 10 years later, two more kids. Mm -hmm. So my little sister, Alyssa, and I, we had, when I tell you every house that my parents have ever lived in had a pool. Like, we had the the red carpet rolled out for us. But my older brother and sister, they were the ones that saw the struggle. Like, and they were the ones that are like, you and Alyssa don't even know how good you have it. And so I feel bad for, like, I really, like, I listen to your story, and I feel bad for that, because... If I was a parent, I would have adopted your yeah, ass. Like, I no really would have, Natalie. Like, no kids deserve No, that. of course they don't. No, it is no, And my story isn't the worst, right? Like, I'm of course every day not. speaking with youth of just, like, the things that they go through. I'm like, I'm white. The privilege oh, I experienced God. being a white girl in the foster system yeah. compared to being black or, you know, indigenous. Wow. Wow. The disparities are. Yeah. If I would have stayed in, if I would have stayed in North Carolina, I don't even know. I would have met. I would have never, never, never met any of you guys. That I know in North exactly. Carolina went and from anywhere to twenty to thirty foster homes. I had seven. Yeah, I would have. I would have been. 20? I don't. I would have been living. I don't know. I would probably live a bum. I'd probably been a game hanger. Like living in trailer parks. Would have been a lot cooler. Yeah, I, I no, I'm, no, I'm saying I just I yeah, it was it was rough living. I lived in the fucking woods, man. It was it was. It's just crazy because the thing that bugs me the most out of it all is just like as human beings, like we're quickly to like either judge or just assume things of people. Because the thing is crazy. I never really talked to you much, but we had connections like we would talk to each other. Yeah. yeah, Hey, what's up and everything. But it's like I remember walking into work every day and like you. I don't think I've ever seen a day when I would go to work that you would be like. Upset, not right? Not happy, happy, you know what I'm saying? She was like, always yeah. just eating candy, always those Reese's yeah. chocolate in. cake and a Coke for breakfast, baby. Yeah, taking and then I remember I'd see you doing your, you know, your shit for like, eat, like, yeah, your beads and yeah. shit. Oh, so, yeah, the rape shit. I remember yeah. that shit too. So then it's she like, it's crazy me. to me because it's like, bro, like, you were so happy and every, like you reflected, like, you gave energy. You could see that no you would give energy to other people, on. and then like, like, there was like crazy shit going on in the background, Always. but even though all the crazy shit, you still like kept it like that. And like even Foss story. too. Like I've like there's people that have said certain things about, and I say like, you don't know the person, bro. Like there's like things that people have gone through. Yeah, and that's why I overshare, right? So that's why I told y'all. Sure. Like I was, I wasn't just so y'all know. I was an hour and a half late to this podcast, so that's why I told y'all. <laughs> hey, by the way, my foster sister called me at two a.m. from an airport and asked me if she could stay at my house because her flight got canceled. As a foster youth, that's my sister. That's my family. That's who I identify with. So I'm going to be late to your podcast so I can take her to an airport. But I, right. I overshared that, right? Because if y'all didn't hear that, you'd be like, this bitch just showing up. And I, she don't. She, but, like, the reality is that's I was going exactly through something and I needed said. to support. That is not what I, I said, said no, at I said, all. I said, I said no, I was just kidding. <laughs> but, no, like, and that's, that's the reality. I was just kidding. Like, I was just kidding. Chill, chill. This there's guy something going beat on. my ass earlier. I did. <laughs> not literally. He enjoyed it, too. Both of them. <laughs> no, not like that. Fucking punch the shit in my arm. <laughs> That's crazy, though. Here's another question. Yeah. Um, if someone can't foster, yeah. what are the best charities to support? Yeah. So what are like where can we give our money? Here in Utah, 
basically there's a main charity. Um, it's called Utah Foster Care. They are a nonprofit. Um, they do a lot of things with us. We gave our grads gift cards for graduating. Um, they provide a lot of supplies. Um, if you have clothes, I see y'all wearing some quite name brand clothing. I'm sure if you get rid of your clothing, you this donate is them local. to well, you know what I mean? It's it's it yeah. costs it's not Walmart, is it? So by no. all right. So if you are getting rid of your clothes, don't don't take them to the road DI home. or anything like that. Don't take them to the road home. Really? We have a place called the Kids Cubby, K I D Z K U B B Y. Look it up on Facebook. It's a nonprofit organization started by my old foster mom, and it's what clothed me the entire time I was in foster care. Because when we come into foster care, usually all we have is the clothes on our back. Sure. Um, and foster parents don't always have the money or resources to just get an entire wardrobe for a kid in twenty four hours. So this um, is run out of a storage unit, and these clothes, as long as they're lightly worn, no big tears or stains. Right. What's it called again? Go on the Facebook, kids cubby. K i d z. K u b b y. And there's no the because Christina Christina just donated a bunch of clothes to the road home, but we're gonna do the road that home now. is amazing too. Um, but like for foster specific, they provide two foster kids. Oh, they got pretty good ratings. Do you want me to sign in? Damn, you damn, bro. God, I'll enter my password. Huh? Click enter password. I cut I. But that is one place. Um, and then there's a lot of national organizations. There's One Simple Wish, which is really cool. Um, uh, kids that are in foster care or from foster care, we get to submit a wish, and you are able to grant a wish. So I have foster siblings that have needed a, te- needed a textbook or a shower curtain for their new apartment, a vacuum, um, and a stranger can provide these items to us that we don't have from other people. Um, and those are really helpful. So here's so here, oh, real quick, for just like I said, that's kids K I Z Z K U B B Y. Go donate your fuck Plato's closet. Fuck Plato's. Fuck, fuck the road home. Uptown cheapskate. Um, They're not gonna give you. Money they only give it. you five dollars anyway for your name brand Nikes. Anyways, you know what I'm saying. Throw that in. The DI is just profiting. DI is. Oh well, we we don't even talk yeah, about. Yeah, we DI. don't know about that. Yeah, we don't. Uh, why are there so many Mormons? Honestly. That's an awful lot awful. of Mormons. Oh, oh that's an awful, awful lot of Mormons. Fuck. I, I messed up the fucking quote already. Uh, Resource Center for Foster Families of Salt Lake. They got great reviews. Five stars. Um, raving reviews, honestly. So um, Matt, you've, we'll, you've... We'll post them in the... In the, in the in almost the, as good as ours. Inst- uh, <laughs> Instagram if you go post. go to my page, I have it on my link tree, too. You've been okay. on the floor of Congress. I have, multiple times. The Congress. Yes, I speak to many different parts. What... Can we do as voters, the three of us, what can we do to enact change? Well, I mean, I think that's a double-edged sword because there is no one party that actually fits for making change. Um, But I think it's really just looking into those local representatives that are really. So who locally? Because we're we're in election season. Derek Kitchen. Okay. Derek Kitchen. Because we're in election season right now. Yeah. Yeah. Derek Kitchen. Yeah. Shout out. Really. I actually know him. Yeah. Same. Just kidding. Very sweet, very caring. Um, their kitchen, yeah. And Who's just, in your kitchen, dude? And no, don't I didn't be afraid to reach out to your representatives. Say, hey, this is a crisis. What are you doing about it? Like, hold your representatives accountable. Saying, what are you doing for the foster kids in our state? Like, right. do you care about them? Because they actually have oh, to. Three respond. and one—that is the crazy statistic. <laughs> what can we do to change that? Vote for Derek Kitchen. That I mean, become foster parents. Um, become a mentor to kids in foster care. So even if you can't foster, yeah, is there like some ground like roots? a mentor? What do you, what is that? Like um, a YMCA thing? Yeah. So sure. there's a f- there's like the Journey Up Mentor Project, um, and there's just like 
I mean, even Big Brother, Big Sister programs, sometimes you can say, hey, if you guys have any foster youth. But those are very like, religious. No, like you do like a lot of, no. The Journey of Mentor is. Project was created by the Christmas Box. So did they're you have foster a big brother? specific. I did. An after school program. Who's your big brother? I don't fucking remember. It was just like an after school program <laughs> Bro, thing. <I'm- laughs> it was just like some dude was, no, I mean, they were cool. Like, that's a that's like an unlocked core memory. I didn't think about that until someone just said Big Brother until you said that. And so sure. I, I did have one after like middle school. Like we was just, it Jake Cole? We would just hang out. Yeah, no, it was fucking Drake. No, we it would was just J- <laughs> it was Jake the Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> no, we would just hang out, and I don't, I can't honestly remember. I think I had one or two. But it was just an after school program. I went to like the Boys and Girls Club. Right. Shout out Boys and Girls Club. Well, we don't know how important those things are. They when really you think are about it. Like a foster kid, like. I'd go home and be isolated all day, right? Yeah. Like, I'd change schools, so it was hard to make friends. And so having that one person that would just, like, sit and hang out with me, like, and it's somebody crazy that I didn't feel like they were paid No, they don't. Because I remember in Rose Park, I had the after-school program, and I would go. Um, but when I went to West Valley, uh, my, my school in West Valley didn't have that. I remember. There's, there's too many. I've, there's not enough big brothers I've for all I've told y'all. I've told y'all about For all the fucking kids. So every, we don't Christ, have any that every Christmas at my high school in Lehigh, I speak English. We used to go with the Christmas box. I love that. And make, like, we used to get Christmas toys box. for kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, so Wait, no, happened? this shit, this shit fucking touched me. Because you'd fucking get paired with a kid, and you'd go to, like, Walmart. Oh, and yeah. And we were like, what toys do you want? And they said, I don't want toys. I want clothes for my mom. Or, like, I want clothes for, like, my parents. My mom needs dishes. Yeah, I remember doing that once. Well, I was a uh, I was on the local news one time in North Carolina. It was like the highlight of my life. Honestly, I was like, damn, I was on TV. <laughs> You're out there with Surper. I'm rude. Oh, yeah, I was like, damn, no. Um, they just took me shopping, and I just got to like buy what I want. Wednesday's child. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and, and it's fucking sickening. Which, like, I understand you ever found a the clip for it, but it's so. <laughs> no, I wish I I should fucking look it up. It's dehumanizing. It's we we air them here in Utah every Wednesday, and we take a kid shopping and ask them what they want. You don't like that paid for play. Honestly, I, I didn't give a fuck though. They were just it buying it. Tokenizing. Like, it just really took my ass to Radio Shack. Everybody was like, Radio t- Shack? <laughs> what were you getting there? A bro. security system? No, okay. Radio Shack was popping back in the day, bro. bro I, like, I know about Radio Shack. But what the fuck was Best Buy back in the day? You know what I'm saying? Like, Radio Shack was Best Buy. Yo, yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, they did, my school did that for me once. Oh. <sighs> In Rose, uh, it was called Newman Elementary, but <laughs> they just assumed they just assumed that we were going through it. But I mean, your my, dad, I mean, your my dad, dad was like very well off. Yeah, my dad had a dealership. I just didn't celebrate. You know how I don't celebrate like uh, Christmas, Christmas. You're Jehovah's Witness. So I think they were asking me questions like if I was going to get Christmas gifts, and I, and I was like, no. And, but it never dawned into me until later on, bro. Like these guys, Javi really just took from this federal through. program. Are you guys gonna <laughs> eat for Thanksgiving? Going no, no. <laughs> but on the topic of Christmas, really quick, like on the reality is I, I meet with teens and through a nonprofit I used to work for, we do Christmas lists and we try to get them a couple things for Christmas that they want. Um, and I can't name off to you how many times on that list. What nonprofit? What they uh, reach 360. There we go. They uh, fund educational grants uh, and activity grants for kids to participate in things. Um, but a lot of the things that I saw on that list were, I want a family. <sighs> oh my God. It wasn't socks. It wasn't an Xbox. It wasn't Jordan's. It was, I want someone to love me. I want a family. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you have that family privilege. No, I know. Family privilege, like, we don't know it exists. It's kind of crazy that you brought exist. that up because, like, yeah. it is true. I have family privilege. I know. I was I was grateful. My mom, obviously, she was using hardcore drugs, so I got taken away. Like, she just, like, some parents just, like, rather do drugs than take it's, care of their children. And so It's, it's not like, even that, bro. It's just they're so deep into that addiction. 
No, they they trust me. They'd rather do fucking drugs than fucking. But yeah, they rather. They don't, but it's hard for that. Like, but it's not a choice. Oftentimes, those people didn't want kids in the first right. place. Right. Yeah. But they don't. Have My mom didn't want a kid in the first sex, place. Education, birth control, access to abortion. Abortion. Like, yeah. You know yeah. all of those things, and that is going to impact our foster care community tenfold once Roe versus Wade comes out. Our lives. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I'm glad my mom was just like, I'm done with it. I want my son back. Like I, I'm done dropping it all and just moved to Utah. But like my mom's Melvin, my mom's boyfriend, Melvin, Melvin's uh, his sister. She was a great mom. She had three kids when I was younger. She was a good mom. And then I guess I got older. We moved away. And I heard that like she, um, so they had Terrence, uh, her oldest, his, his, his name was Terrence. Terrence. And he would come live with us a couple of times. Terrence was like, I was pretty close to him. And he had like, he wasn't like, he was intellectually. He wasn't like autistic or he something. He was intellectually disabled. But he had something. It was something off him. But but he was like, I swear he was like ninety nine percent normal. But there was like something you would see that was just like a little bit like off the spectrum. Yeah. What is that? Oh, I was just on, on the, the spectrum. spectrum. It's a spectrum. You can you know be high functioning. Okay. Yeah. But it's but general. honestly, you'd look at him and talk to him in a conversation. You're like, oh, this guy's fucking normal percent. But anyways, he, he would get a check from the state, and this so check. yeah, and so he would his mom just got to a point where she was doing drugs heavy, and she just like, okay, so I'm done with the kids. I'm done with the kids. I don't give a fuck about them. I'd rather do fucking crack. Like, and then um, they would bounce around and Terrence would go to his grandma's house and grandma wouldn't give a fuck like she was getting that check. Like she would only want to house people. It was sad because like people would only want to house Terrence because they were getting his disability check before he turned 18. Right. That's common. Yeah. And so they would take his check. That's like precious. Yeah. yeah. And so when he turned 18, he's like, I'm doing my own thing, blah, blah, blah. He moved out to us. He moved out to here for a little bit and like stay with us. Um, and... Yeah, he got a job and he was he was cool, but it was just sad because I'm like, damn, that fucking sucks, bro. I'm like, literally, people are just like, yeah, bro, living. You're just living with them because like you yes. get a check at the end of the day. That's like you're just a check to them. Have, have y'all seen The Blind Side? Yeah. So you know how that's like a really feel good movie. <laughs> yeah. They got that motherfucker's disability check. Like the real story of that was, he yeah, was, he doesn't like the story. He said it doesn't accurately depict, bro. Like, like no, like that, all. like like uh, uh, Sandra Bullock's character. They were taking him in yeah. because they were getting his disability, his welfare check. Like I heard all the that. dad was a dick. Yeah, he was. I heard he was racist. Shit bag, yeah. I mean, they got him to the NFL. So I mean, he got okay, well, he got okay, cool. There. So now the now he the people that adopted him get his NFL money too. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. They they obviously had some part of like I mean obviously there was good intentions yeah, absolutely hopefully. Now we're really excited that you were here. Thanks Thank for wearing you so the Aaliyah much for shirt. Having me. Oh yeah, thanks. R. Kelly. Yeah. Abuser. Where are you? Where is he? He's in jail. Is he though? Yeah, bro. He's getting he's getting the golden shadows now. Yeah, so. yeah, I bet he is. And he's probably liking it. No, nope, I doubt he you. is. Oh, yes, I do. Bro, he is a child molester in jail. I'm surprised he's not dead yet. Was he molesting children? Yeah. Aaliyah was a child when he was dating her. Yeah. Bro, she was fourteen she was when he married her. Yeah. I thought she was 16. Oh, fine. Okay. Still grooming. Still grooming. Which again is another. Just like Drake and Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Chill out. A lot of dudes know that motherfucker. Oh, we haven't great. even talked about the new album. How'd you guys think about it? I liked it. It was great. I haven't listened to it. People think it's shit, but. I I really wish she had better album no, people work. Think, oh. Like covers. I think his album covers are trash. His album yeah, covers was so bad. That album cover was For trash. how like quality his music is i feel like none of his album covers really reflect that like it looks like some like low grade like just, yeah. i just hit up my homie yeah. and i said like hey will you do this no literally you he like hit I mean? up like, like a 13 year old and was like yo it was probably millie bobby brown 
<laughs> that he hit up. Well, it's like it's more like a, the new one is more like a Pink Floyd album cover. Yeah, it you know what I mean? Like yeah. super acidy. The wall. Uh, it's it's more like a house type, like up tempo beats. I like it. I enjoy. I wish he would have rapped more on the beats. Wasn't super hard. Yeah, I wish you would have rapped more on. I like, no, Sim but Drake. I like his. Yeah, I like I like uh, R and B Drake, so it's like I like Sim Drake. But when when Drake first came in the scene, he was R and B Drake, and people started yeah. giving him flack for it. So this is this is how he came. I in the scene. I never did though. Uh-huh. No, I fucked with R and B Drake. Did you like? So, 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 so gone was the new album. Yeah, it was, you like it? Yeah, my boyfriend's a stan. So same. Oh, that's right, your yeah. boyfriend. He's a stan. Drake's. But the thing is, even some of these people that like listen to Drake, there's people that are stans, and there's people that like him just because of the hype. Like me, they like piss, Kanye fans. They like me, me yeah. I mean, oh, no, I'm Kanye not. fans that are like that, <laughs> like Trevor. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it pisses me off because I was like seeing something like people were saying like, "Oh, Drake's getting into dance hall and all this shit." And Nothing it's like, bro, that. like this. He's no, been doing no, that. This motherfucker's been doing that. Yeah, shit he's for been. A long, a, he's been a every album has a dance hall. code switch. Not, not every. That's album. Drake. Almost code switching. No, after probably after nothing was the same. After like that's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. After like after like 2000. 12 Drake 2013 Drake I think he got more into like uh, Views was probably the big push on it Sure I would say Cause he had like Passion Fruit Bland Yeah yeah that Passion Fruit was on uh, uh, More Life More Life Oh the, yeah you're right you're right yeah. What was well, the one with him and Rihanna The famous one with him and Rihanna What's that song called uh, uh, Work No The first one they did together The, the big one the Find Your Love no. I never. Oh, side note, some other things you can do to get involved and donate. Oh, yeah. You can donate things like tampons and hygiene products to group homes or DCFS offices. We have towel closets for young people transitioning to access those for free. Um, and then just other things you can provide, uh, just anything that you can think of that a young person would enjoy. So in like group homes, we don't get access to like MP3 players or radios. So if you were to t- drop off like a radio, we're a allowed radio? to get like radio time. What? Yeah. Like radio. FM radio, we can listen to FM radio. Radio loves Burger King. Coach. Or um, sometimes, I mean, MP3 <laughs> players are tricky because of the music on them. But like just different things like that you, you think say? teens would enjoy if you have the ability to maybe not take care of kids, but the financial ability to donate items that kids would enjoy. Donating to facilities like that are really helpful. So we have something to do. Okay. You heard it first. And then, oh, did it's, you have, did someone donate an MP3 player for you? No. But we had a radio in my group home, and it's the only thing. A radio in your group home? What yeah, is it, fucking and it was 1930s? shared between nine bedrooms. What? And so we all got, like, 30 minutes to an hour with it, and you had to, like, be on, like, all your level requirements and, like, follow all the rules and not be in trouble in oh order in that God. time. I'm going to put a, I'm going to donate an iPod with nothing but our episodes in it. <laughs> Dude, shut up. That's the song. No, just it was kidding. Take Care. With Rihanna, Take care. Uh, I've asked about you mm-hmm. in the... Yeah, that, yeah, was, that, that was, that was on... That was okay, that was, that was on Take Care, the album. So that was 2012, that so that was... Album. That was, yeah, yeah fantastic. That was, pretty, that was so he that's was probably the best album he has. Oh, fact. Think? No, not probably. probably it is. It's up there. It is. Nothing was the same as nothing was the same was pretty clean too. But to me, this is. I'm putting views above nothing was the same. And then what the views? Same. Views was that's Trump's album. No, views was clean. Views has a lot of bangers. In yeah, it. a lot of bangers. But um, anyway, anyways, well, Natalie, thank you, thank Natalie. You thank you so much for coming on the show and and honestly sharing your 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 why's, sharing your history, and sharing you know. You use your backstory and and Absolutely. and kind of what you do. And Trevor, thank you for sharing your story. And thank um, you for sharing your story, Foss man. Seriously, like, no, that appreciate shit it. made me tear up. For yeah, because that stuff, bro. I, that I shit, know, like we're, I know you've repressed it. I know you've repressed it. And share it when you're not used to like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, I appreciate it. Like Natalie being so open, telling us about your what you've kind of gone through, and and you know, um, it's always not it's not easy, you know. It's, but you know, it's it's not the hardest thing to do, depending where you're at. You know, like I said, you kind of just. It's what made us who we are today. So it's like, 
Yeah, so... Um, yeah, resources. <laughs> I'm always sharing people's lived experience and good people to follow for advice. I'm sharing organizations to help support, so... Natalie, throw, always, out, throw out your socials, throw out... Um, just my name, Natalie Nicole Clark on Instagram. I have link trees that have links to my story, my bio, other podcasts I'm on, and resources of how to help foster kids. Even if you're one of those people who are just like, I need to go do a good deed to fucking Donate feel good about my money. karma. Seriously. You know, you don't need to go to fucking... Clothing. Yeah, don't... Yeah. You don't don't give your dollars to the homeless people downtown. Who don't knows? give your Ways dollars to the DI. All saved in my highlights. Just go through my highlight reels. Yeah, yeah you don't know there. where they're, they're giving those money to. So go give your money to you know where you if know. If you shop on Amazon, they donate to Utah Foster yep. Care. So Amazon does? I yep. put that I put that on my... Yep. Yeah. So, Wait, so if, if you go to my page, it tells you exactly how. Oh, so okay, cool. I, I've, you can like you select can it. To donate and then, to. yeah, when you buy the shit, it sends like a percentage. 5%. That's Yeah, clearly. Not clearly, but... CHG, my job does a thing called the the giving tree, the giving angel, mm-hmm. the angel oh, giving yeah. thing, mm-hmm. and it's like you go in Sounds and whitewashed. No, you go in and it's really good cause. Like it'll be like uh, it's usually for Christmas, and it's like a family. Um, it like it was like a mom, single mom, has three jobs, has five kids, mm-hmm. and the kids will give a list of what they want, and so yeah. you can just buy. Yep. That's what we did. Them that presents was the, and the stuff. Thing in Lehigh was the giving yeah, lots tree. of companies. So in that. yeah, so it was dope. I always feel good trying to do some stuff like that. I always try to. Give as much as I can. So, well, Natalie, thanks for um, changing the fucking you. world. <laughs> One step at a time. Thank yeah, no, for real, honestly. And and and, Javi, thank you for being down to do this episode. I know you don't. I know you don't know a lot about. Oh yeah, family privilege. Thank you for just you know being open minded and, and learning and just I wanting feel like to. I was just one of the fans today. No, but I like this. I mean, it's, no, this was a good episode. This is why we do this. Like you know, we can learn. If we can change one people's one person, one mind, person on this podcast, I actually, I, I actually used to hate anyway. foster kids to my matters. What the fuck, dude. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke, people. You and I. Donate those Jordans, y'all. Yeah, yeah don't, donate yeah. those Jordans. Donate Javi's fuck shoes. The, fuck the resellers. But again, Natalie, thing. thank you so much. Thank um, you, any last words you want to say to the listeners before we... Um, just don't be afraid to get involved. Just start. Like, that's all you got to do. Start, and you'll just get pulled. It's not as hard as you, what you're hearing about, honestly. So easy. Yeah, like, if you hear, like, the realities of what I've experienced and others, like, the bar's really fucking low, y'all. <laughs> you yeah, can do it. True. So... All right. Well, until next time, everyone. Um, I will not be here next episode. Come and be in country jam, country camp. So, um, just to give you guys a heads up and uh, yeah, yeehaw, motherfuckers. We'll see you guys next time. R.I.P. Al. R.I.P. Al. Happy Father's Day. Peace.